Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. You know what I want. Hey, that's pretty bad. Okay, well, it's not so bad, but it definitely wasn't great, right? The Raptors, second night of a back-to-back, that you're you're in a tough position. The Celtics have Peyton Pritchard and Semi Ojale to avalanche you with three-point shots. And the Raptors, granted, did allow a lot of easy ones, but still a bit of a high rate of return as far as the uh, the efficiency on that three-point shot from the Celtics in this one. And the Raptors lose 120 to 106. There are some positive trends in this game that have maintained over however many games they've been playing well for after the two two and eight start. But the Raptors, they do lose this one. And they do it after loading up on Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Offensively, Kyle Lowry, I thought, was fairly masterful in his playmaking and his ability to score. Pascal Siakam, his work in the post, much, much better. Liked it a lot. Really good at approaching the post up and acknowledging the attention that came his way from the Celtics defenders. They don't have great rim protection there, despite Aaron Baines shooting like, my God, he cannot finish at the rim. And Daniel Tice made mincemeat of him over and over. And But for Pascal Siakam, he was able to find room at the rim, make buckets. And Fred Van Vliet, as ever, struggling with long teams that pinch in on the drive and are lengthy at the point of attack. We've seen this story quite a few times before. Fred does need to figure out how to score against these teams. Tonight, not doing a great job of scoring, but a fairly decent job of playmaking to the corners in particular. The Raptors attacking from there, hitting a few shots. You know, they weren't great from the three-point line, but Fred Van Vliet making his way, adjusting. 11 assists in a poor scoring night is a nice little thing to have. If uh, it's a consolation at the very least. And you could tell they missed OG in this one because having OG at the point of attack does take away a lot of the constraints that uh, the Celtics were able to put on the Raptors defense, put them in a bind where they had to load up, pass out to open players. And the Raptors, quite frankly, they just, you lose these types of games when you get rained on from downtown. They, they got uh, demolished from three-point land. And that was happening from the outset. First quarter, the Celtics were finding the three-point shot. The Raptors, and this is the thing, right? This is why Marcus Smart went bananas against the Raptors in in the Eastern Conference semifinals is because the Raptors load up like hell on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And more so Jason Tatum in that series than Brown, honestly. Brown was, just because of how much he's improved coming into this season and through this season so far, is functionally a different player, although he did have a pretty poor performance tonight. He still passed, you know, made a lot of correct decisions, but the scoring punch wasn't really there, didn't provide the danger to the Raptors that he typically does. 
to other teams. But the Celtics just, you know, they, they outplayed the Raptors. The Raptors, they got beasted on in the first quarter as far as offensive rebounds, couldn't clean up their own glass. Aaron Baines has to do a much better job of fighting off Daniel Tice. And that's the thing. Tice is undersized at center. If you're going to have Daniel Tice going up against you, he's a finesse player. He's a great screen setter. He's going to get to the offensive glass on occasion. But if you're a starting center who is mostly out there to finish wide open rim runs and clean up the defensive glass and rotate and be sizable at the rim, Aaron Baines functionally did basically none of that tonight. That that sucks for the Raptors. And so they overload. The, the Celtics are just passing around their defense and uh, they're giving up threes. The Raptors find their way out of the early hole. They get it to like 22-18 after, you know, getting some turnovers, getting out in transition. Norm in particular, he's a great first quarter player. He just provides a burst off the weak side that most teams are not ready to contain off the start of games. And then they get a feeling for how bursty Powell might be later on. And Powell has to get a little bit more crafty, but in this one, just boom, straight to the rim, whether it's in transition or an end one. The Raptors had a 15-7 run. But the thing about this game is that the Celtics basically always had the counterpunch. Semi three, Pritchard three, Kemba Walker three, Tatum getting downhill or to the line. It's the Raptors could not guard the Celtics actions well enough in single coverage or doubling up or whatever. They could not do it. The Celtics love their staggered action at the top. The two screeners come up. If the ball handler sees a matchup he likes, wave the second screen off. If he's trying to get a guy on the opposite end of it, go all the way around, see how many people you can catch in the action. And a lot of the times, the Raptors, the shell of the Raptors defense, because so many people are involved in that play, are floating over. And then that weak side opens right up, and that's where you see Ojale Pritchard really making a killing. Pritchard moving more with the ball and a little bit more relocation, but Ojale is just parked directly in the corner, and he's he's hitting threes. Grant Williams, Daniel Tice hitting a couple mid-range jumpers each. The, the release valves were there for the Celtics and at a very high clip, and so the Raptors playing pressure, overloading defense, it failed them repeatedly in this game, and it was not a complicated game as far as what was going right and what was going wrong. The Raptors, I thought were pretty diligent offensively. They had one stretch that was obviously not great in the third quarter. I think they went four minutes without a score. And Fred Van Vliet, obviously only five points, two of nine from the field. But Powell did his thing. Boucher did his thing on the roll. Short rolling on occasion, pulling up from three on occasion. Well, not pulling up, but hitting from three on occasion. And as I said, Pascal and Lowry, I thought both had really sharp offensive games. Lowry, obviously a little bit better, very, very good. And the playmaking I thought was brilliant. And there were a couple times where Lowry maybe shouldn't have been playmaking to Baines and should have been looking for his own shot because Baines was not converting at the rim. But this game, you know, this doesn't happen that often in a Raptors reaction podcast, but this game was very, very simplistic. Whether it was Lowry, Van Vliet, Siakam, Embry, Johnson, whoever at the point, Terrence Davis, whoever at the point of attack, the Celtics, particularly Brown and Tatum, were getting downhill. And the second side action, when it was run by Kemba Walker, they were getting great shots. He was getting to his spots. And if it was just being 
you know, pitched out to an open three-point shooter, they were hitting. In a game like this, the Raptors didn't have the tools to attack them in the one-on-one defense. That's why you see Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum with the combined 19 assists. This is not a common occurrence for this team. And the Raptors, they didn't change a lot of their defensive scheme. They, for the most part, tried to do what they were doing. They thought, you know what? We're going to overload. The Celtics are going to pass out. And they've succeeded with this in past games. It's just, are you expecting Peyton Pritchard, Semi Ojale, and Kemba Walker? So Pritchard was 6 of 8. Kemba Walker was 5 of 8. Semi Ojale was 6 of 8. That is a lot of efficiency. And <laughs> like, man, that is really, really high efficiency on a lot of attempts. They're 20 of 39 from deep. And that, you know, couched into that is 0 of 4 from Brown, 1 of 3 from Tatum, 0 of 2 from Daniel Tice. This is basically the story of the game. The Celtics got downhill, they passed out to shooters, and when they couldn't do that, they were getting to the line. Walker, six free throw attempts, Tatum, the same, Brown, the same. The Raptors couldn't contain them in single coverage, overloaded, and that is how the Celtics scored. The Raptors did their best relying on Siakam and Lowry in particular to score in the half court, and then basically anybody who could attack in transition. The Raptors played from behind virtually the whole game because the Celtics' version of offense in this one and the efficiency that they scored at could not be kept up with by the Raptors. They gummed it up at the end of the third quarter with you know a crazy lineup that had a lot of the bench guys out there, and neither team scored for three and a half minutes But for the most part, the Raptors in this one just beat by hot shooting and downhill playmaking. It was not a complicated game. They did not have it. And does some of this change if they're not on a back-to-back? Are those closeouts a little bit tighter? Is jumping the passing lane something that can happen for DeAndre Bembry if they're trying to spray it out to the corner or to above the break? Who knows? Is Fred Van Vliet getting ahead of a screen that's being set on him? Bembry too, Lowry, all those guys. And the, the rotating defense with Baines, Siakam, does that stuff get better? Who knows? But the Celtics, for a few games now, dating back to last year, and even with the brilliant and underrated Marcus Gasol at the back end of the defense, this is how the Celtics attack the Raptors. This is how the Raptors try to attack the Celtics defensively. Does I think this game was a positive, honestly, because the Raptors, OG helps with this style a lot. They can go smaller, especially towards the end of the game where the Raptors clearly ran out of gas and there was just no way to stop the, the downhill driving from the Celtics. And once that starts happening, and it was happening all game, you're just playing repeatedly. You're playing catch up repeatedly. And the Raptors, that's what they did in this one. It, I'm, I'm excited to see what the next game looks like with hopefully Marcus Smart, OG, Yuta, Patrick McCaw, Romeo Langford, Robert Williams, all those guys back in tow because I think these two teams provide a very interesting matchup and, and Jeff Teague as well. But the Raptors missing a very big guy, OG is very central to this type of defense and especially guarding guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. He, he'll save you on six or seven possessions in the game at the very least. And that that might help a lot as far as saving energy, getting stops, all that kind of stuff. And on a night where the Raptors were very bad from three, nine of 28, OG Ananobi, one of the better floor spacers in the league, 
especially as a catch and shoot guy, he would have helped a lot. It's it's a tough game. The Raptors just got beat and not in a complex or complicated way. They were just getting beat downhill. Didn't have anybody to stop it. I feel like I'm just repeating myself. The Raptors went into halftime, minus 27 from three, minus seven on the glass. Third quarter, those threes are still coming. The Raptors push when they can in transition. Powell had a nice plays back to back. The Raptors and Celtics have that long drought that I think is ended by Grant Williams' mid-range jumper or floater. And then Siakam and Lowry go on a very nice run. Fourth quarter, they get it within five, and that's pushing in transition. That's Pascal readjusting on his post-ups, taking what the defense is giving him. And Lowry, above all else, pulling from three, getting downhill, finding roll men. And the Raptors, at the end of the game, they basically just gave up six points. And Aaron Baines missed three layups, two on the same possession. Norm Powell missed the layup in transition. And when the game is close like that and you're fighting to get back into it and allowing the shot making that you are on the other end, the Raptors leaving those six points in succession of one another, it's that was where the game ended because you need to keep pace because they clearly didn't have it in them to get the defensive stops down the stretch. And that's that's the story of the game. It seemed like it was going to be a Kalo performance, Kyle Lowry over everything coming on at the end, but the Raptors and Kyle, they didn't have it. They were starting, they were getting to the bucket all game, grinded out offense, headed downhill, really a lot of energy, and, you know, chasing the Celtics defensively. They just didn't have it at the end. They tired out, the legs were gone, 120 to 106. The Celtics more rested, a little bit more well equipped for this matchup and definitely shooting the ball better. And that that was the difference in this one. Reggie Evans' award goes to the wondrous Kyle Lowry, who pushed and pushed in this game, but it just wasn't enough. The transition stuff is not easy. If you've played basketball before, which most people have, if you've played a competitive game, you know that in the fourth quarter, pushing the ball up every single time is... <laughs> Very tough to do. You want to settle it down. You want to walk the ball up the court and get into your action six seconds later than you usually do, which means that you don't get to run as much dangerous second side action and you don't get to break down the defense for as long and look for advantageous opportunities. But Kyle Lowry keeps it pushing. He keeps it moving. He brought the Raptors as close as he could. He competed throughout the game and it wasn't enough, but it was enough for the Reggie Evans Award. Okay. Top quick reaction comment from Joe Six, my guy. How's it going, Joe? Uh, hope you're doing well, judging by your comment. Uh, significantly less so than you would be after a Raptors win. But, quote, I hate Boston, end quote. I There is a very long, illustrious history to Boston that a lot of people really hate, but make for excellent movies. And that's that's all I can say about Boston. There, there's a lot of really likable players on their team. I really, really like Grant Williams and Jalen Brown. Kemba Walker is supposed to be super nice. Jason Tatum has never done anything besides be really good at basketball. I know a lot of people hate his push off, but to me, I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. You know, most players push off and Jason Tatum is one of the better players in the league. So he's going to push off just like most of the great players in the league do. And yeah, I, I don't like Peyton Pritchard, though. I'll tell you that much. I just don't like his face. Not a fan. 
but he can ball. He can definitely hoop. <laughs> that's uh, That's been a problem for the Raptors in both of the games against the Celtics. But yeah, that's it. That's the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening. But whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.